Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and each week we bring you a classic show from Radio's Golden Age. Happy New Year to all our listeners. This week we have two enjoyable shows with a New Year's theme. The Jimmy Durante Show and then Amos and Andy. Jimmy missed this New Year's Eve broadcast of the Jimmy Durante Show due to illness. So Red Skelton teamed up with Durante's partner, Gary Moore, to make the show hilarious and memorable. Vocalist Peggy Lee adds to the fun. Enjoy the Jimmy Durante Show, New Year's Eve, first broadcast December 31st, 1947, on NBC. Good health to all from Rexall. From Hollywood, it's the Jimmy Durante Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gary Moore speaking for Jimmy Durante, who has been hospitalized to undergo a few minor repairs. The pinch hitting with me as guest star tonight will be America's favorite bad little boy, the incomparable Red Skelton. So stick around as we go on with the Jimmy Durante Show. Yes, 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Candy Candido, Roy Bargy and his orchestra, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and pinch hitting tonight for Jimmy Durante are Red Skelton and Gary Moore. So, let's give a large welcome to the Schnauzer's old sidekick, the star of Eversharp's Take It or Leave It, Gary Moore! Thank you, thank you very much, Howard Petrie, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. A very happy December the 31st to you all. Gee whiz, here it is, New Year's Eve, and in just a few hours, it'll be 1948. No, no, not 1948. Don't let it be 1948. You can't let it be 1948. Don't let it be 1948. Oh, now, come, Mr. Truman. You'll have to face it sometime. (laughs) Gee whiz, I'm in trouble already. Oh, Gary, it's wonderful to have you with us again. We're just so sorry the schnoz isn't here to bid you welcome in person. Well, I am, too, Howard. I'm very fond of the schnoz. Every acre of it. And, uh... <laughs> but after, after what happened to us last New Year's Eve, Howard, it's probably just as well that Jim and I are not together this year. Oh, I'll give out the gruesome details. Well, last New Year's Eve, Jim took me out to a very high-class French restaurant called Le Rouvain Rouge et de Vichoisois en Coup. <laughs> As we say in English, the pooped porcupine. <laughs> and, and it was so crowded, Howard, that during the floor show, one of the showgirls tripped and fell across our table. Well, what happened? Durante took one look at her and said to the waiter, I didn't order this, but it looks so good, I think I'll take it. <laughs> he did, too, but they made him put it back. <laughs> Telegram for me, I'll take it, young lady. Oh, isn't this cute? It's for me, from Jimmy. It's a little poem. Here, young lady, uh, you read it. All right. I'm sorry I can't be with you on this happy New Year's show. And because I ain't there with my boy... I'm feeling mighty well. <laughs> oh, isn't that a cute message? And he had the whole thing engraved on an aspirin tablet. 
Rexall, of course. <laughs> Never too busy to advertise. Well, let's get on with the show. Howard, what's, what's next on the schedule? Well, huh? I don't know whether you can handle this or not, Gary. Huh? There's a friend of Jim's who's been waiting to see him. It's an old pal of his, Mr. Ripple, the United States Commissioner of Rivers and Waterways. Well, I'll be delighted to meet him. Good evening, Mr. Ripple. <laughs> I must smoke Raleigh's. His words cannot moisturize. <laughs> well, it's awful nice to see you, Mr. Ripple, and may I wish you a happy New Year? Uh, to the Department of Waterways, New Year's Eve is just a big pain in the reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> Would you please ring out that last line and squirt it at me again once? <laughs> I said to the Department of Waterways, New Year's is just a big pain in the reservoir. <laughs> the first conversation I ever had with a slow leak. <laughs> but tell me, Mr. Ripple, why, why should New Year's represent a problem to you? Well, on New Year's Eve, everybody pours the leftover drinks down the sink. Yeah. The liquor drains into the Pacific Ocean and the next day, what do you find? What? An ocean full of pickled herring. <laughs> then I take it, Mr. Ripple, that you'll drink nothing but water this New Year's Eve. <laughs> Water's the only thing I ever drink, and after drinking nothing but water for 35 years, I've only got one thing to say. What's that? <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad he dropped in. The carnation on my lapel needed a little spraying anyway. But now, Howard, what's, what's next on the agenda here? A little melodic relief from all this tomfoolery, Gary. It's time for a song from our ex-all Shantuzzi. Miss Peggy Lee. Oh, this is where I shine. Good evening, Peggy. What are you, what are you cooked up for tonight? Well, Gary, I'm cooking up a little private project. Uh-huh. You see, Gary, I am a girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't want to be risque, but I had noticed that. <laughs> so? Well, Jimmy kind of likes girls, so I thought I'd sing my first number just for him. Well, isn't that cute? And Jim, Jim, if your nurse is listening in, tell her to stand by to build two extra inches on the end of that thermometer of yours. <laughs> Miss Peggy Lee in her own composition, It's a Good Day. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day, how can anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night, and it's a good day. For shining your shoes And it's a good day For losing the blues Everything to gain And nothing to lose A good day from morning till night I said to the sun Good morning, sun Rise and shine today You know you gotta get going If you're gonna make a showing And you got the right of way Cause it's a good day for paying your bills and it's a good day For curing your rules So take a deep breath And throw away the pills Cause it's a good day from morning till night Yes, it's a good day from morning till night A very good day from morning till night <laughs> Did you know that more than 2,000 different drug products carry the name Rexall? That's a big family indeed, and a highly respected one, too. 
For in millions of American homes, the familiar name, Rexall, has come to mean the utmost in quality, purity, and reliability. So for any and for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall. Have confidence in what that name means. Quality, purity, and reliability in drug products. Get them at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation where 25% of America buys its drug needs. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. You know, folks, when word got around that Jimmy Durante was unable to appear tonight, the first person... The first person who volunteered to fill in for Jimmy on this program was his good friend, Red Skelton. Come on out, Red. Well, here I am. <laughs> Hiya, Gary. Hiya, Red. How'd you manage to get here so fast? Well, I'll tell you, Gary, I was across the hall rehearsing my show, and you know the part of the commercial, the Raleigh commercial, that goes, whoosh, 9.03? Yeah. Well, the door was open, and it blew me right in. <laughs> You got one laugh. Would you like to try for two? <laughs> I think I'll quit while I'm ahead. Take <laughs> <laughs> me a dirty trick just to walk out there. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Red. You were ahead when you walked in here. And this being New Year's Eve, Red, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight, you know. At midnight, we're going to turn out the lights and give out favors to the ladies. Any favors for the men? We're turning out the lights. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I'm no good when it comes to that sort of thing. Last year, I went to a New Year's party at uh, Humphrey Bogart's house, mm-hmm. and when Lauren Bergall, uh, called, uh greeted me at the door, she said, Who was that? Uh, it's a new girl, just signed. <laughs> Lauren Bacall, she greeted me at the door, and she says, If you want anything, just whistle. <laughs> so I found a nice little corner, and I sat there in a little love seat, and I started to whistle, and 15 minutes later, yeah. I had 12 dogs sitting on my lap licking my face. <laughs> They mistook my nose for a roast beef bone. <laughs> now, you know that was written for Durante. Now, you know. Oh. Why don't we try something that was written for you, Red? How about something out of the Skelton Scrapbook of Satire? Okay, with the help of Verna Felton Jr.'s grandmother, we'll do Chapter 1 entitled Little New Year's. <laughs> Hey, Nemo! Nemo! Hey, Nemo, what's all them people? Them people, what they doing in the living room? A lot of people in the living room. I know, dear. They're waiting for New Year's. Oh, boy, New Year's Eve. Liquoring women. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. hmm? What did you say? I said New Year's Eve. Uh, lemonade and me Superman book. <laughs> Hey, Nemo, I, I bet I know what they're doing in there. I saw a couple of them in there. You, you, you couldn't. Pretty you're... hard to tell where they leave off and the Christmas tree begins, you know. <laughs> Junior, hmm? you're too innocent to know about those things. Well, innocent or not, I can tell from here they're in there getting stiff. Junior! <laughs> well, of course, they'll have a little glass later. Oh. But now they're just waiting for the new year. <laughs> Poor old Grandpa. He's been waiting since last January. <laughs> Well, I think I go back up to sleep. I, I kind of sleepy, or is I going back to sleep? What no, 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 no. I, I want to fix you up so you can be the new year. Oh, no, I'd rather go back to bed. Me with those teddy bears cold. You know? <laughs> well, you can't go back to bed. No, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Now, you let me go. <laughs> you sleep me, okay? You let me go. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll go in that living room and tell that bunch of people in there that you used to be a towdy, and Anita. <laughs>
Hey, I ain't so. Maybe you better give me a nip of some of Grandpa's medicine, that stagger juice he has. <laughs> You know, we don't have anything like that in the house. Oh, we don't, huh? No. Well, I got news for you, kiddo. What is going on in the living room is not the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> what is they drinking in there? Well, if you must know what they're drinking, it's milk. Oh? Huh? Now, come on, it's midnight. Just run in and say Happy New Year, and then you can go to bed. Okay, I'm going to run in and wish you all Happy New Year. Happy New Year, well, that's what they get for speculating in grain. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Red. That was wonderful. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? No, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> hey, fellas, you mind if I squeeze in here? No, just step in. We'll do the squeezing. <laughs> Red, you know Peggy Lee, don't you? Oh, sure. Hello, Peggy. Are you going to be at uh, Gary's party later? Well, I don't know. Whenever I go to Gary's parties, all he wants to do is play post office. <laughs> <laughs> and when we do play, all he does is kiss me on the forehead. Fine post office player. He don't even know the right zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peggy, while I get back in the dead letter office, I understand you're going to give us a preview of your latest recording. That's right, Garrison. I'd like to sing Manana. I can't wait for Manana, Norma. Sing it now. The faster she is dripping and the fence is falling down. My pocket needs some money so I can go in the town. My brother isn't working and my sister doesn't care. The car, she needs a motor so I can go anywhere. My mother's always working, she's working very hard. But every time she looks for me, I'm sleeping in the yard. My mother thinks I'm lazy, and maybe she's right. I'll go to work manana, but I gotta sleep tonight. Manana, 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 Oh, once I had some money, but I gave it to my friend. He said he'd pay me double, it was only for a lamp. But he said a little later that the horse, she was so slow. Why he gave the horse my money is something I don't know. My brother took a suitcase and he went away to school. My father said he only learned to be a silly fool. My father said that I should learn to make a chili pot. But then I burned the house down. The chili was too hot. Manana, manana, manana is for me. The window, she is broken and the rain is coming in. If someone doesn't fix it, I'll be talking to my skin. But if we wait a day or two, the rain may go away. And we don't need a window on such a sunny day. Manana, 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 it's for me. Oba, oba. Manana, 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 it's for me.
Here's a 60-second story from the Rexall Laboratory. Do you know what the word refractometer means? Well, it could hardly be called a household word. That is, except anywhere in the places of the Rexall Control Laboratory. But in this spotless workroom, the refractometer is used every day to check the purity of Rexall products. The refractometer, you see, is an instrument which measures the change in direction of a light ray passing from one medium into another. For example, it can measure the change in direction of a light ray moving through a drop of peppermint oil. And that gives the purity of the oil itself. This is only one test which many Rexall products must pass before they come to you. But it's one more reason why you can always depend on any product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your household drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Well, Rev, since this is New Year's Eve and Jim is listening in, why don't you and I give him a little surprise? You know, we used to have a little department called the Durante Moore G-Clef Coffee Clots and Culture Choir. Let's let's revive it tonight and put on an opera just for Jim. Whoa, whoa! Oh, come on, horse! Whoa! <laughs> Red, what are you doing? I thought maybe it was a horse opera. <laughs> Now, if we are all quite ready, Maestro Boggy, music for the opera. Tonight, our opera deals with a story as old as time. The story of a beautiful girl and two men who are seeking her hand in marriage. One, a rich playboy, John D. Skelton, and the other, Sad Sack Moore. A penniless no-good who pours from his heart this song of disconsolate despair. <laughs> More and I haven't got a dime. I can't even afford to give you the time. I'm a broken down bum, just as poor as can be. I can't afford to go to the dogs. The dogs will have to come to me. The clothes are all worn and out at the knees. Then it says Pillsbury on the BDDs. I got a Kelly green suit, the worst you've ever seen. The coat belongs to Kelly and the pants belong to Green. I got more money than a bee's dirt, honey. Buy everything I want, get for a plate. What for it, not for a piggy bank. I use my food and a little dip dome. The richest guy around wherever I go. I mingle with the best, real high flyers. Why, he's got more money than General Myers. Hot chop, hot chop, hot The kid's happy. There ain't no school tomorrow. And here, folks, is the heroine, Little Peg. I wonder which one she'll select as her beloved. Oh, which of these men should I choose for my bow? I like Sad Sack, but he's got no dough. I love every hair that grows on his head. With the hair he's got, your look must be dead. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I marry you, Skelton, I'll live a life of ease. I'll have more diamonds than a dog has fleas. Choice cuts of meat when their mouth will be melting. He could use more meat. He's nothing but a Skelton. Him not. I, too. I, too. Speak up, Gail. Which one shall it be? Yeah, will it be him? Or will it be he? Well, I promised my pappy on his dying bed that I wouldn't get married till my sister was wed. My sister ain't pretty. She's as ugly.
lovely as the fence, and I gotta get her married to one of you gents. We'll have a double wedding and create a great stir. One gets me, and the other gets her. Oh, no. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, with all the money I'm supposed to have, it looks like we could get some better dial. <laughs> Folks, six foot four of solid nothing. <laughs> Here comes a horse and a rider with the clippity clop. Why, that's my sister, the one on top. There she is, boys. Ain't she a dandy? Hello, boys. I'm little King. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Why, she's got eyes like I've never seen. Yeah, two of them are blue and the other one is green. <laughs> Tying his shoelaces. Now we'll settle this thing just as quick as we're able. There's a deck of cards right there on the table. The loser gets candy and the winner gets me. Start cutting, fellas, and call what you see. Ace, 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 Tony. Something crooked about this here game. Something crooked about the game. What's crooked, partner? Just got a king. Pronounce me, man. And wife. Goodbye. 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 Hot chop, hot chop, hot chop, hot chop. <laughs> you know, this guy begins to grow on you. Like a wart. Well, make up your mind, Peg. It's one or the other. I'm sorry, boss. I'm in love with another. You're in love with another? Why, who can it be? Don't be silly. She's marrying me. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. She's marrying you. Can that be a fact? Everybody wants to get in the act. But you're not good looking and you got no dough. What did you say that made her love you so? I said, hot chop. Hot chop. Hot chop. Hot chop. Oh, you and your big fat education. <laughs> Go. It's going to be a happy new year for many Rexall customers who entered the giant Rexall one-cent sale contest last fall. Yes, the judges, the Reuben H. Donnelly Corporation, have finally picked the winners. Before announcing the three grand prize winners, Rexall wants to thank all of you who entered the contest. The names of the 635 other winners will be sent to every Rexall store, and they will also be notified by mail. Well, here's the big news. First prize, a round-the-world trip, or $5,000, goes to Mrs. Henry Julian Halupa, 1862 30th Street, Moline, Illinois. Second prize, a vacation in Rio, or $2,500 to Mrs. Clarence Vosge, 77 Hilldale Road, Medford, Massachusetts. And third prize, a holiday in Hawaii, or $1,000 to Mrs. Ruth Walker, 156 Atkinson, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Congratulations, and a happy new year to all from Rexall. 
Touche, Professor Petrie, and as Jimmy Durante says, I do my shopping at a Rexall store, buying Rexall drugs, and furthermore, Jimmy Durante, he prefers them too. We buy Rexall, that's all. How do you do? Well, I guess that does. And Jim, Jim boy, we know your millions of friends all over the country join us in wishing you a speedy recovery and a healthy and a happy 1948. Well said, Gary, and good night, everybody. Good night, Gary. Good night, Red. Oh, oh, wait a minute. We forgot something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good Good night, night, Mrs. Mrs. Calabash. Thanks, Red Skelton and Gary Moore, for coming over. I know the Schnauz appreciates it as much as all of us and and all the Rexall show here do, too. While Jimmy is recuperating next week, two of his good friends have kindly volunteered to appear for him. Bob Hope and Victor Moore. And, friends, here's Tommy Harmon, Rexall's sportscaster, with the predictions on tomorrow's bowl game. Well, Howard, as you say, tomorrow is bowl day game across the nation. And tonight we have five of the outstanding bowl games on our Rexall schedule. First, we have the Rose Bowl at Pasadena. We'll take Michigan over Southern California. Next is the Sugar Bowl at New Orleans. And this one, we like Texas over Alabama. In the Cotton Bowl at Dallas, we'll string along with Southern Methodist over Penn State. The Orange Bowl at Miami pits Georgia Tech against Kansas. We'll take Georgia Tech. And last but not least, the East versus West in San Francisco... On the good right arm of Johnny Lou Jack, we'll call the East to win, and that is our bowl. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web with your host, Justine Ward. Amos and Andy was probably the most popular show on radio with a 34-year run. This show is hilarious. When Kingfish gets an anonymous New Year's card from an admirer, it doesn't sit well with his wife, Sapphire. Enjoy Amos and Andy, first broadcast December 26, 1948, on CBS. Say, Amos, this seems like Sunday. Well, it is Sunday. You see, Andy, we is on the radio now every Sunday on CBS for Rinso. That's right. Lever Brothers Company, the makers of New Rinso with Solium, brings you the show selected by you listeners as the best Amos and Andy program of 1948. Yes, sir, Rinso, the soap that contains Solium, the sunlight ingredient, brings you a full half hour of entertainment with Lou Lubin, Eddie Green, Ernestine Wade, the Jubilaires, Jeff Alexander's orchestra and chorus, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. The Kingfish, as head of the lodge, has asked a few of the members to come over to the lodge hall on a very important matter. They met at 8 o'clock in the evening, and now at 2.30 in the morning, they are still gathered around the conference table, diligently pursuing the business at hand. Well, Brother Ender, what do you say? I got a pair of aces. <laughs> well, what you got, Ender? I've got three jacks. Too bad, boys. I got a full house. Three nines and two tens. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold the pot, fella. Hold, hold the pot. Hold, hold it. Hold it. Uh, what you got, Jordan? I, I got four of a kind. I, I got a spring. Uh, I, I got a flush starting with it. I, I got a royal. Six cards. Uh, wait a minute, though. Uh, uh, that puts you out of the pot, Jordan. Well, it's my pot again, boys. Yeah, well, it's getting pretty late, too. I think we ought to call it quits. 
I've really been lucky tonight. Yeah, I ain't won a pot all evening. I done lost eight stacks. Yeah, I lost four stacks myself. Yes, and I'm out six stacks. You was the only winner, Kingfish. You cleaned everybody. How much did it amount to? Well, now, let me see here. I win 18 stacks. Uh, 100 to a stack, 18, uh, 11, 22, 47, 822. Uh, boys, you owe me eight cents. <laughs> Yeah, here's mine. Yeah, put it in the middle of the table, boy. Here you are. Yeah, there he is, Kingfish. Grand total's eight cents. Huh? Well, asleep, fellas. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get on home. Oh, wait a minute, Shorty. I'm going the same direction. I'll go with you. Yes, and I'm going too, boys. Good night, Kingfish. So long, Kingfish. Oh, so long, boys. So long, so long. Eight cents. One, two, three, and a nickel. Uh, wait a minute, sir. This here's a lead nickel. Now, how you like them cheats? Of all the low-down, sneaky, good-for-nothing tricks, a lead nickel. Serves them right that I was dealing off the bottom of the deck. (laughs) Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. I certainly hope that my wife Sapphire is asleep. Oh, uh, uh, hello there, honey. Uh, 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 just playing a little innocent cards, honey. Uh, what you putting on the light for now? Uh, what you mad about? I've been waiting up for you for five hours. Yeah, well, now, uh, what you been waiting up for, honey? Because this come in the mail today. Oh, I didn't get a chance to see the afternoon mail. Uh... This was addressed to you, and I opened it by mistake. It's a New Year's card for you signed from one who loves you, your sweetheart. Well, uh, uh, now, uh, honey, uh, 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 somebody playing, uh, 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 you see, uh, uh, <laughs> George Stevens, I ain't so sure. You've been out late three, four nights in the past two weeks. How do I know you've been playing cards? Yeah, well, there was nothing else for me to do, honey. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you, you have been out in the evenings working uh, on this welfare fund. From one who loves you. Your sweetheart. This female meant this to be sincere. Yeah, but darling, I, I know uh, I, I, I wouldn't even look at another woman, though, honey. Oh, no? What about that party we went to the other night when that young girl walked in in that form-fitting, hand-knitted dress she claimed she made herself? You didn't take your eyes off of her all evening. Honey, believe me, I was just trying to see what stitch she used. That's all I was... <laughs> Now, listen, George, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I ain't going to get excited about this. But if this card is from a girl, I'll break your neck. Well, I guarantee, honey, I'll find out who sent me that New Year's card. You better find out who it's from. Good night. Sweetheart, till we meet tomorrow. Come in, uh, Andy. Yeah, hi, Kingfish. Hi. Hey, Andy, did you or anybody you know send me a New Year's card? I know, Kingfish. What's the matter? Oh, somebody played a dirty trick on me. I got a New Year's card in the mail, and it looked like the thing is from some gal. Oh, my wife, Sapphire, sees the thing, and she's raving mad. Well, who signed it? Uh, no signature. It was autonomous. Oh. <laughs> uh, sir, on the bottom from one who loves you, your sweetheart. Yeah, well, a thing like that can cause serious reconcussions at home, all right. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? 
Well, uh, I heard of a married man over here that got a New Year's card from a strange girl, and his wife found it out, so I done sent Layton over to talk to him to see how he straightened it out with his wife, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta try everything, all right. Uh, what is all this mess you got here? Well, uh, I, I tell you what, I, I just got this uh, out of the closet here. It's, uh, it's a box, and it's uh, some old pictures uh, and uh, dresses in there, some uh, of gals that I used to go with before I was married, you see. Yeah. Well, I want to see if one of them could have sent it to me. Yeah, I can't tell. Maybe one of them old gals is still unsaturated, would you? <laughs> well, uh, uh, let's see here now. Uh, uh, here's a picture of a gal, but she's married and lives in California. Couldn't have been her. Holy mackerel, look at this next picture. Did you know a dame as ugly as this one? And that happens to be a picture of my wife, Sapphire. Pretty, pretty. Yeah, he's pretty, yeah. I guess I had it upside down or something, King. Hey, uh, look at here in this memory book, Andy. Oh, yeah. There's a beautiful lock of hair. Mm-hmm. You sure was a romantic lover. What gal gave you this hair? Gal, nothing. That's my hair. Well, why would you put a lock of your hair in your memory book? Well, if my hair ain't a memory, I don't know what's his now. <laughs> oh, boy, look at this address book you got here. Yeah. You really know some gals. Look here. Lori Armstrong. Tall girl, brown eyes, good dancer, but be careful. Can punch from sitting position. Oh, Andy, I'm going to tell you something, boy. This is serious. You know what? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, come in. Uh, come in. Did you get that information for me, Lightning? Uh, Brother Kingfish, I went over to see that married man that got a card from some girl, but I couldn't see him. You don't do nothing right, Lightning. I sent you over to find out from the man how he straightened the mess out with his wife, and you come back here without seeing him. Well, he didn't straighten it out. His wife did. Uh, how? She shot him. <laughs> oh, me. Get out of here, Lightning. Uh, yes, sir. I'll whiz right on out. Say, Kingfish, uh, why is your eyes so big? Listen, Andy, on account of burglaries in the neighborhood lately, I gave my wife a thirty-two revolver for Christmas. Sure enough. So, Andy, if you see a strange gal crying at my funeral, tell her I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to thank her for the card, will you? <laughs> About the chariot wheel, just wanted to see how a chariot feels. Why don't you swing, oh sweet chariot? Come and go to carry me home, sweet, oh sweet chariot. 
for to carry me home. Well, Ezekiel went down and got on the board. A chappy young man bumping rolling down the road. Wasn't too particular about bumping down the road. Just wanted to lay down his heavy load. Why don't you swing down sweet cherry stopping? Let me ride. Swing down cherry stopping. Let me ride. Rock me, Lord. Rock me, Lord. Come and easy. I've got a home on the other side. On the other side, I've got my home. I've got my home on the other side. If I could just make it in. Let's go in the shortest barbershop here and see by any chance he knows who done sent me that card. Yeah, let's do that. Well, hello there, Shorty. Hi, fellas. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you came in. I, I, I wouldn't tell you what happened just outside the shop here. There were two cars coming from both, both of them. There, there was a fellow with a gun. He, he was a white. He stood, uh, the fire department had to put out a bit. Stop interrupting me, will you? Listen, Shorty. Listen here, whatever happened, it ain't as important as what happened to the Kingfish. He wants to speak to you about a New Year's card that he got in the mail. Yeah. Sure, speaking of New Year's cards, fellas, I, I just got one in the mail a few minutes ago. Here, here it is, I'll read it to you. Oh, it's really lovely. Yeah, yeah, uh, what is the thing? Oh, it's from Frank R. Thompson. You, you know that undertaker and funeral director that's up the block? Oh, yeah, I know that undertaker. What did the card say? Oh, it's beautiful. Listen, let's see. Happy stars at the old year's end. For long I've been your trusted friend. And here's my thought for 49. Perhaps this year you will be mine. Yeah, Shorty, that's a beautiful thought, all right. Uh, Shorty, I've been trying to find out who sent me a New Year's card signed Joe Sweetheart. Now, I don't know whether it was a joke or if it's from some gal that I ain't seen for a long time. Hey, wait a minute, Kingfish. Does you remember a gal by the name of Helen Jackson? Oh, yeah, I used to go with her, but before I married, uh, met Sapphire, but, but she lived down in Georgia. Yeah, I, I know, but about a month ago, she, she come to New York, you know. She's living in that apartment over the new drugstore. I mean, maybe she's saying it. I, I, I don't think she knows you as married. Yeah, Helen Jackson, come to think of it, she used to call me, sweetheart. Mm. I think I'll drop over and see her this evening. And see if she sent it. My wife will be out doing welfare work. I'll tell her that I go into a lodge meeting. Yeah, that might be a good lead for the Kingfish, Shorty. Yeah, well, boys, I'm going to close up the shop here. I'm, I'm tired. Uh, Shorty, look here. You was one of the hardest working fellas I ever saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm working too hard. But, but tomorrow, I'm, I'm getting something in the shop here that, that'll save me a lot of time and work, too. I, as a matter of fact, what I'm getting is, is going to make it possible for me to shave two customers at the same time. You could shave two customers at the same time? Yeah, that's right. Well, what in the world is you getting, Shorty? Oh, I'm getting me one of them great big... Uh, 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 I'm, I'm getting a, a special 60-cycle... Uh, I'm, I'm getting one of them new electric... Uh, you, you push the button, uh, you, you turn it, you plug in the... Uh, that, uh, when you get... Blah, 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 another barber. Oh, yeah.
Mary said that she lived in the apartment over the drugstore. Well, this must be Helen Jackson's place. If she's the one that sent that card, I can clear this thing up right now. Women do the craziest things. Uh, good evening. Uh, excuse me, but is uh, you Helen Jackson? That's right. Uh, well, uh, uh, does you remember George Stevens from down in Georgia? George Stevens? Why, of course I can see the resemblance. You must be his father. Uh, no, no, I am George Stevens, uh, your old boyfriend. Oh, yes, George, so yeah. Won't you come in? Yes. Take off your hat and coat. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, oh, I'm sorry I didn't recognize you, George. I mean, Mr. Stevens. Well, I hardly know what to call you. It's been years since we went together down in Georgia. Oh, just call me the name you used to call me in them days. All right. Well, how have you been, egghead? Uh, <laughs> Clean forgot about that one. Uh, <laughs> Helen, by any chance, did you send me a New Year's card? No, I didn't send you a New Year's card. Why would I? Uh, oh, excuse me. Oh, uh, hello. Miss Jackson? Yes. Uh, this is Mrs. Stevens, the chairman of the local welfare fund. One of our workers said you had a box of clothes to donate. That's right. Well, I happen to be in the drugstore right under your apartment. I thought I'd come up and get your contribution. Well, that'll be fine. You can come right on up. All right, I'll be up there in just a minute. All right. I'll expect you. Goodbye, Mrs. Stevens. Oh, uh, you see, Helen, the reason I asked you about the card, uh, the, uh, the card, uh, the, uh, did you just say, uh, goodbye, Mrs. Stevens? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Yeah, well, I guess there's a lot of Stevens in New York. And <laughs> telephone book must be loaded with them. Uh, now, as I was saying about the New Year's card... Uh, uh, she was down at the drugstore. She's on her way up here now. You see, she's the chairman of the local welfare committee, and I have some things for her. Holy mackerel, that's the battle axe. <laughs> I told her that I was in a large meeting tonight. Oh, she'll never understand. Let me get out of here. But Egghead... Oh, wait a minute. Let me get down these steps. Oh, me, I left my overcoat in Helen's apartment. I just grabbing my overcoat. Holy smoke. I left my hat up there. Oh, here's my hat. Now let me get out of here. Excuse me, is this the apartment? Out of my way, madam. My wife's on the way up here. George Stevens! A sapphire. George, what you doing in this woman's apartment? Uh, well, I come up here. I went over. I, I, I tell you about... Uh, <laughs> What's going on? I'm going home right this second and start proceedings. I'm going to sue you for separate maintenance. Good night. Tell you, Anna, this is the worst mess I've ever been in. After Sapphire caught me leaving the gal's apartment, she wouldn't even give me a chance to explain. She went right home to her mama. Yeah, Kingfish, that's a mess, all right. Yeah, but the worst thing is, she is suing me for separate maintenance. So far, I've been able to duck the process server that she got after me. Yeah, man looking for you with a summons, huh? Oh, yeah. Every time I see a Spanish man come around here, I jump in that closet and lock the door from the inside. Yeah, well, you know, maybe you could hide over at the... Oh, uh, wait, wait a minute. Who's that coming down the hall? Who, who, uh, oh, 
Fred Gwendell, the newspaper man. Oh, yeah. Come in, Gwendell. Well, in. hello there, boys. Hello. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> I suppose you come over here to get the newspaper story about Sapphire suing the kingfish for a separate mayonnaise. Uh, no, no, boys, no, no. I tell you what, boys, I uh, sue with the newspaper. Yeah, well, that's good news to me. What happened? Uh, well, the editor wanted me to write a gossip column telling about scandal, about the married couples that I know in town that's having trouble, and I just wouldn't do dirty tricks like that to my friends, so I quit my job at the newspaper. Well, now, that's what I call a gentleman and a true friend. Sure is. What kind of job you got now? Uh, as a process server, here's your summons, Kingfish. See you in court. <laughs> You know, when I told a friend of my wife's that new rinse with solium puts sunshine in your wash even if it's dried indoors, she said, John Lake, that's the most wonderful thing I ever heard. You mean I can get a bright wash without getting my hands cold and raw hanging the wash on the line? Yes, I said, and what's more, rinse in your wash, whether it's dried indoors or out, gets white clothes not just whiter but whiter than new. And washable colors, not just brighter, but brighter than the day you bought them. New Rinso, you see, contains the scientific sunlight ingredient, solium. It's the result of wartime research by the famous laboratories of Lever Brothers Company. Rinso with solium gives your wash a new brilliance never known before new Rinso was developed. That wonderful Rinso brilliance must be seen to be appreciated. I think you'd better... Do your next wash with New Rinso. New Rinso is the only soap that contains solium. As judge of this court, I would like to warn the spectators we will have no demonstration while Mrs. Stevens, the plaintiff, is on the stand. Will the attorney for the plaintiff please proceed? Mrs. Stevens, do you think that you could finish telling the court what happened? Well, Your Honor, I was collecting for the welfare fund. And when I reached the top of the steps by the door leading to Miss Jackson's apartment, the door opened and my husband come rushing out and almost knocked me down. He said, out of the way, madam. My wife is on her way up here. <laughs> I've seen him with my own eyes, and that's why I want separate maintenance. That will be all. Does Mr. Stonewall, the attorney for the defendant, wish to cross-examine Mrs. Stevens? No, no, man. Don't you cross-examine her. She got the goods on her. <laughs> Stonewall, I was nervous. Yeah, but I ain't worried, Kingfish. I got a perfect record in this court, and I'm out to win this case so I can break my losing streak. If that Helen Jackson hadn't gone out of town, she would have made a good witness for us. Order in the court. Continuing with the case of Stevens versus Stevens, the attorney for the defense may now proceed. Your Honor, I'd like to have my client, George Stevens, to take the stand. Uh, come in. Uh, 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 come in right up, yes. Raise your right hand. Yes. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth shall help you? Uh, yes, sir, yes. Now, now, Mr. Stevens, 
In her complaint, your wife stated that you were absent from your home on various occasions. She further implied that on these nights you were seeking feminine companionship with a beautiful girl. Was it? You rascal, you... Nice going, Bob. <laughs> now, now, Mr. Stevens, will you tell us in your own words, what happened the night you lied to your wife about going to a large meeting and went to see your sweetheart, Helen Jackson, instead? Well, uh, uh, I just went to see this Helen Jackson to find out if she sent me a New Year's card and signed it your sweetheart. When she said she didn't, why, I rushed out of the apartment and I ran into my wife just outside the apartment door. No. There you are. That's my client's story, which shows exactly what his intentions were. Never for one moment what is his, his plan to let his wife catch him in his girlfriend's apartment. Wait a minute, Stone. Don't worry, client. We got him rolling, huh? You are? I would like to review the facts at this point. The evidence against my client shows, first, he stayed out late nights. Second, he lied to his wife. <laughs> Third, she caught him coming out of another woman's apartment. But now, let me list the overwhelming facts in favor of my client. Now, one, Mr. Stevens never... Uh, he wasn't the... Uh, uh, can, can we have a recess till I can think of something favor of my... Well, uh, this is very irregular. Your Honor, as attorney for the plaintiff in this case, could I have your permission to cross-examine the defendant for just a second before he leaves the stand? Uh, proceed with the cross-examination. Well, Stonewall, what must I do? Oh, don't worry, Kingfish. Is there anything out of line? I'll object right off the bat. Yeah, well, get ready to object, because he's going to start on me here. <laughs> now, Mr. Stevens, you admitted that you were a friend of Helen Jackson's. You admitted that you were alone in her apartment with her. Now, Mr. Stevens... Just how friendly were you? <laughs> well, uh, you, uh, they, uh, you see, they, they, uh, 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 Stonewall, ain't you going to object to that question? No, man, I can't enjoy hearing the answer to that question. Refuse to answer that question. Uh, yes, I'm glad to refuse. Thank you for giving me the chance. Yes. <laughs> now, Stevens, if this whole thing was so innocent as you claim, why did you attempt to run out of the apartment when you knew your wife was coming? I object, Your Honor. Why do you object to your client answering that question? Because it'll hurt his reputation, which ain't too good as it is. <laughs> That is irrelevant, immaterial, and several other things. And not only that, it's very embarrassing to the defendant. Well, I don't see anything so embarrassing about it. Listen, Your Honor, how would you like to get caught coming out of a dame's apartment? If you don't want your language in this court, you'll be cited for contempt. Well, I say, I'd like to apologize if I could. Your I... Honor? Your Honor, could I interrupt this case? Uh, what, what, what? Quiet. Quiet in this courtroom, please. 
Now, what is it, Mrs. Stevens? When I got off the witness stand, there was a long-distance telephone call waiting for me from Miss Helen Jackson in Georgia. She'd heard about the case, and she's then explained everything, and I would like to drop the charges against my husband. Well, Mrs. Stevens, it's the policy of this court to preserve the family unit whenever possible. It gives me pleasure to grant your request. Case dismissed. Oh, Oh, Sapphire, Sapphire, thank you, honey, thank you. George, I'm sorry I accused you of being involved with Helen Jackson. Oh, gee, I was glad you talked to that gal, and she straightened it out, honey. I was the happiest man in the world to be back with you. Oh, I'm glad you're happy, George. And I'm glad the trial is over. But there'll always be a little something in my mind wondering who the female was that sent you that New Year's card. Honey, look here. You has got to get that out of your mind. Well, Kingfish, me and Ruby is glad that you and Sapphire could come over for supper tonight and kind of celebrate you two getting back together again. Glad you could come too, Ender. Yeah, when are we going to eat around here, Amos? Uh, well, uh, Sapphire's out in the kitchen now. Amos just said helping Ruby uh, ought to be pretty quick, I guess. Well, Kingfish, I bet you was glad that trial is over, ain't you? I'll say I is, boy. But there's still a little cloud hanging over Sapphire's head about that New Year's card. And over mine, too. Don't give us that stuff, you old wolf. Ha, ha, ha. Ruby said, if you boys is going to make so much noise, you better close the door to the kids' room. They're going to sleep. Oh, thank you, Sapphire. Close the door, yeah. da da dee 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 Look at that, fellas. There's my little daughter, Albedella, in there saying a prayer. I close the door so she won't hear us. Hello, dear Lord. Please bless Mama and Daddy, our family, and all their friends. And I hope Uncle Kingfish enjoyed the New Year's card I sent him. Amen. And what I like about our announcer, John Lake, is that he don't try to beat you over the head when he sells you something. He don't have to. He just tells you the facts about New Rinso with Solium. The truth about that wonderful new Rinso is enough to make everybody want it. Andy, you're right. Rinso is so marvelous that today more women use Rinso than any other wash day soap in the world. Only new Rinso contains solium. Ladies and gentlemen, we are two very happy fellows. Starting next Sunday and every Sunday thereafter, the Jack Benny Show and What a Show will be on the Columbia Broadcasting System just ahead of us. Yes, sir. Next Sunday, you will get Jack Benny at the same time you always get him, but you'll get him on the Columbia Broadcasting System. Listen to CBS next Sunday for Jack Benny and Amos and Andy right together. So in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, a very happy New Year. And that goes for everybody in the cast. See you next Sunday. Stay tuned in for the adventures of Sam Spade, which follow immediately over many of these stations. This is CBS. You have been listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. You can subscribe at no charge through iTunes, Podbean, or RSS. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us again next week for another hour of entertainment from the golden age of radio. Until then, this is your host, Justine Ward, saying Happy New Year. And so long for a while.